Hello and welcome back to Rebel Air, a Star Wars animated series fancast. I'm your host, Greg. And I'm Kanki, and Greg is showing me Star Wars Rebels for the very first time. And today we're talking about one of the episodes <laughs> I've been just like, just so excited about. We're talking about season two, episode five, Brothers of the Broken Horn, written by Bill Walkoff and directed by Sal Ruiz. Ooh, are those both new names? I believe so. Yeah, I, I know that. I know that Saul directs a couple more this season. I don't remember if Bill. They wrote better had else. because this is a dream team. This was a fantastic episode because, left alone to cleaning duty, Chopper and Ezra investigate a distress call from Vidago's ship, but a new face has taken over the helm. Hondo attempts to recruit Ezra as his partner, but when the deal goes awry, Chopper steps in to save the day. Back on the Broken Horn, Ezra finds Vizago captive and assists him to get a ship back only for the ghost crew to discover what was really up to during his chores. Oh man, okay, okay. Yes. So so yeah. th th this was one of those episodes where I, I, I kind of had to stop and think, I was like, wait a second, like, if, if Kaki doesn't like Hondo, like, well, I may have to stop the podcast. Like, that may be, that may uh, be too much for me. And you would have been right too. You would have been right. No, that would have been a, it would be entirely fair. That would be a, an, an uncrossable gulf between us with, with no Indiana Jones style painted bridge. Yet Hondo, 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 because that's the thrust of this story, which is basically Treasure Island. Yes. Right? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Jeez. Oh wow. You know. Yeah. That really is the plot of Treasure Island here. Like I mean, it's right. <laughs> I have a couple of bathroom reports for this one. Uh, first one is from Sherry L, who's a fantastic artist. I've retweeted a couple of things that that she's done on, on on Twitter and on Instagram, and just really fantastic artist. So, am what, I allowed to see any of it? Is is any of it safe for for me? I need to double check. Please. Now that I'm saying this, this, I need to double check. I need to double yeah. check. So, uh, yeah. What does she say? The medical station is in fact a station, not a frigate. I kept saying it was a frigate. You were Ooh. right. So, so, right. so, I, I, Ellie, you and me, <laughs> guardians of truth and justice. See, my first clue was no engines. <laughs> so, That's you. Phoenix home, like Sato's original ship, was a a a Pelta class medical frigate, which is probably where I got right. confused. I just got my wires crossed. Not only that. Sherry also also said we do actually see the Republic medical frigate during season six of the Clone Wars, Ooh. and this says the actual plot point, which is convenient. But the Haven class we see in this episode is immobile, but I'm sure the control room is used for powering the station as a whole. So, yeah, there you go. That's that's some good good knowledge there. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm really impressed. And for for that one, uh, two Bothans died for. <sighs> That seems to be the that seems to be the going minimum of of Bothan. So I, I appreciate Ellie's mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Next one is from Crimson, also about the frigate because I was uh, unable <laughs> oh. to. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The is station, the just station. Piling onto you, you're still doing it. <laughs> I know, I'm still doing it. I couldn't figure out how to describe how the station was going as far as like terminology and and Crimson. Oh, wait, you did great gestures on our audio only podcast. <laughs> I understood immediately. Also, <laughs> you showed I'd, me a picture of it. <laughs> Crimson being someone who who is who is definitely an aficionado of flight terminology and, and things like that. Oh yeah. Nosen or Bowen is a good way to describe how the ships dock at the medical station, kind of like how the ships dock in the main docking ring of DS9, 
which you would think I would know given that I'm watching rewatching DS9 right now. Right. It's in every single opening right now. Like <laughs> I yeah. see it constantly and I don't think about this. <laughs> see, I remember that sequence while we were recording it and I wasn't sure whether you were talking about like nose in or belly in. And I didn't want to sort of stop you from your fantastic gesticulating. <laughs> For that one. just give the station a little nose boop. Oh, yes, yes. Crimson's been having some fun with this, so I've actually updated the form. So you can add a cause of death if you if you so wish. Because uh, one Bothan was crushed to death in a docking accident while searching for the right words. <laughs> and we have another one from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your face and I knew what was coming. Zach I, returns, I, I presume. I, I literally asked for this one because I couldn't remember the exact words because I was trying to remember a, an exact quote while also trying to uh, produce and edit and, well, not edit yet, but host the podcast and everything. Like, I'm wearing multiple hats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No. I, so I couldn't remember the word moisture evaporators. They're called moisture evaporators. That's also. So no, Does Owen need Luke for harvest because he's hauling literal gallons of water around? Is this a dystopian planet where the water cycle is so broken that they need to harvest water for capitalism? How are they not the richest people on the planet if they can harvest life-sustaining compound from the air itself? Or is this more like the water cycle is broken, but it won't rain, and also they don't harvest the water because it would boil in, off into space, making their job a Sisyphean task? What is harvest season? Is it like hurricane season? Basically, my question is, when will we get a Star Wars story about being a moisture farmer? <laughs> I love that this is a stream of consciousness. This is this is all like every word of this came in one long exhale after a really long talk on a THC rich vape. <laughs> and also, when, when are we going to see the moisture farmers? Because what is it? It's some capitalist nightmare. <laughs> I actually, hey, not to get serious in Star Warsy. I never had trouble understanding what moisture farming was about because this is an arid planet. It's it's a, mm -hmm. it's a desert environment. There doesn't seem to be like a lot of water available. There's not a lot of aquifers that people can dig into. And there aren't like major forms of water infrastructure like aqueducts and such because there are raiders, you know, they're, they're prone to be destroyed. So if you want to do farming on a planet like that, you have to source your, your, your water from somewhere, mm -hmm. which is what they do. It comes down to this, moisture farming. Is the water the product? Or is it like, I mean, hydroponics? Hey, hydroponics. You don't farm the water, but it's a, it's a, it's an essential component. Mm -hmm. Well, I think uh, eight Bothans died trying to figure out the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we open with basically him just wanting to get out of doing his chores and wanting to go off on the adventure with everyone else, but now he has to clean the ghost instead <laughs> yeah he's uh, uh he's once again caught in the crossfire of uh rex and kanan's lightsaber measuring contest <laughs> being pulled back and forth between oh it's uh, it's blaster practice with rex where you've got chopper rolling back and forth behind some crates holding up a, a stormtrooper <laughs> helmet for him to <laughs> wow we like headshots they're more polite um <laughs> And, 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 but apparently, and, simultaneously, he was also supposed to be doing lightsaber practice and fixing the, uh, uh, oh, poor boy. Rex, I bet sometimes even you miss. Speaking of, you're missing Jedi training, which is now, remember? 
we open looking at weird kind of like plateau mountains uh, that we first saw in Droids in Distress. We're back on uh, Gorel, actually. Gorel, yeah. Yes, yes. So we're we took a long uh, long trip back to to, to see yeah, Spider not... again. It's really cool. Like, it, it I mean, it's great. Like, I love it. I it, mean, it, it, it's nice to see it like in the day instead of like in that. I don't know. It was it was a really pretty that episode. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it, it's always pretty. All the all the places in Star Wars are always pretty, and they've got these handy sort of docking pits, uh, hexagonal. Uh, as we remarked last time, rather than circular, the ones that you have on uh, on Tatooine tend to be circular. There's a lot of blaster fire out in the open, huh? Yeah. Like, every, like, is everybody cool with that? I mean, uh, I mean, like, the... they, I mean, they're just renting like this parking space. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I'm the only equivalent I could think of is just like, okay, going to a parking garage and just like setting up like a shooting range, like I that that. I have questions. <laughs> I mean, American trailer parks have a certain reputation, and certainly in the mind of a European, that that doesn't seem so so. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I know that trailer parks are places where people live, right? I know that it's it's just trailers, but I know these only as cultural tropes filtered through the absurdity of often comedic cinema and. I guess maybe sometimes like Breaking Bad. So I can totally imagine someone renting a spot in a trailer park and then setting up a heavy artillery shooting range inside the trailer. Okay, so this is the setup. There's a handy distraction for uh, for Ezra from this crisis that he's having that actually neither of the adults really understand because Rex and, and Kanan are playing sort of tug of war with yeah, their protege. I mean, they're not even acknowledging him. They're not even acknowledging like his clear just like... You know, I mean, I mean, because he even he even says, "Well, he's not a soldier; he's a Jedi." Yeah. What if I don't want to be either? Because that's what they're sort of competing over. Like these are the better fates for you. This is the knowledge that I'm to impart on you. And yeah, what if I don't want to be either? They even talk about. So what's that? And Kanan says that's new. Um, oh, I didn't hear completely. Did Rex say so, or did he say sir? Was is he still addressing Kanan as as Sir? I mean, he would, wouldn't he? I believe he said so. What what's bothering him? I don't believe it was okay. it was it was Sir yet, right? Because how does that work for 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 clones? Was did they salute every Jedi just by default? Is every Jedi a general, or are all generals Jedi, or are is I it think, completely? Yeah, no. It's, so so if I'm okay, so if I'm remembering the lore of this correctly, in order to try and in order to try and like assist the swift conclusion to the to the war, and I think it was I think it was the Senate that like this this the Senate wanted the Jedi in charge as generals so they could like help guide things. Uh, right. Okay. More, yeah, yeah. And so 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 that's kind of how I believe the Senate got them involved, not like the other way around. Um, but I could but so. Be, the Jedi are, yeah. are generals in the minds of the squaddies. So it's a really interesting conflict that Ezra's dealing with. Uh, a duel of the fates, you might almost uh, uh, say. <laughs> yes, I have many highbrow Star Wars references in store. But they're distracted by a handy distress call. Or, or an alert from uh, General Sato, Com Commander Sato? Commander Sato, yeah. Commander, yeah. The wonderful Keone Young who... Oh, 
I just love his uh, his voices. I have many questions about the voices in this episode as we get there, because okay. there is some some ice planet that is in desperate need of uh, fuel cells to power their heaters. An ice planet that I do believe, by pure coincidence, they actually wind up visiting. <laughs> I, Again, no, I, I, is that I not think. The- I think you may be entirely right there because when we see the planet later on, I, it is like frosty looking. Um, yeah, that's where not the snowman. Oh, yeah, I never saw that. It's not a thing over here. So, yeah. Yeah. well, I tried. <laughs> Another. <laughs> you, gosh, you do, you do try. Um, oh, I noticed still the scarring on Kanan's pauldron. That looks amazing. Like it's so metallic. Where it was uh, 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 scarred by uh, Vader's uh, lightsaber. As soon as I like, like, oh, it's so metallic looking. I was like, I know how I could make that. <laughs> I just thought about like how like how would I I could yeah I could do that way and do I that saw way. the lights flash in your eyes. <laughs> All I need to do is eighteen hours of sanding and some extra layers of paint. Yeah, but but, but and and so, so, so while everyone else is going off to, to you know to go on to their their little adventure there, Ezra's just Ezra has to stay home to finish his chores of scrubbing the ghost. I asked you to clean the ion scoring off the Phantom's exhaust ports. Twice. But I had Jedi practice and blaster practice. Well, now you have scrubbing practice. <laughs> Another chore that he was supposed to do because uh, uh, Hera asked him twice. Chop is a little bit smug, but she says, oh, no, you're going to help him. And they're, they're at the uh, job, which is well, scrubbing the ion scoring off the outside of the hull um, when they hear uh, a distress call coming from inside and Ezra immediately drops his broom. <gasps> but if there's one thing that I've learned from the crew of the ghost, it's that we always offer to help. It never hurts <laughs> to help. I love that. I love that. I mean, I, like Chopper probably would have just gone with me. just like, hey, we're going to go do this. Like anyway, but Ezra still was like, no, we're going to, no, like here's my justification here. And Chopper's just like, I feel like Chopper's just like sitting there just smoking a cigarette, just like, yeah, whatever. Just, let's just go. Like, you don't have to, you have to like, <laughs> yeah. like, you're is offering me the chance for violence like this is where i'm at i am in <laughs> <laughs> one little detail that i noticed because like we do get to see like on top of the ghost and we see like like just really close up in ways that like yes we don't always because it's moving and flying and looking yeah. gorgeous in motion is like actually like right by the cockpit you have like a bunch of tie fighters that was for like yes which is like wow that's the kill count it's another thing that's just like derived from like fighter planes in in like world war ii and like it like that kind of uh of idea there so it's like it's nice little like you know nod to just like what it grim trophies yeah yeah so grabbing the phantom which ezra claims to be able to fly and immediately like sparks and groans and what I know how to fly. He's like Tommy. What's his name? Guiding the the uh, the the oh the spaceship out in. Oh, why is none of this landing? Galaxy Quest. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Galaxy no. Yeah, like, what's like, the like, protector? The NSEA protector. See, I knew I'd get there. It's in there. Good job, brain. And, I don't I mean, think anyone noticed. I just couldn't. Even th- I just couldn't even think. It was like, well, what is he remember? Like scraping. Like I feel like that should have been because that's one of my favorite moments in that movie, and I could not remember yeah. like <laughs> that See, at okay. all. Scream! Oh, that noise! That noise! That noise! Yeah. So yeah, after having scraped mom's minivan, they fly off from Garel. We get another planet shot after the credits, which has those lovely sort of ring road images or the the 
the like Aurora the, Metropolis is strong yeah, on this planet. Yeah, but definitely not as bad as Coruscant because you can still see. I mean, like, it's not wall to wall. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you, and you can still see like clouds. You never see clouds in Does space. Does Coruscant, Coruscant not have clouds? I, not. I don't remember like cloud cover in like. On the there's a, fog uh, uh, in the like, opening like, like of from this from space. I don't remember. I don't, yeah, from yeah, space. Yeah. I never remember seeing it. When you're in there, oh, you, you see it. But I think they just wanted to make it. Hey, look, this is how pretty it is. Let's not cover it with clouds. <laughs> the physics of that make no sense. Yeah, I know. Well, how do you get? Uh, what's your water cycle like? Okay, so that's industrialized. What about oxygen? Oh. No, I, I'm pretty sure it was. It was just entirely just like we just don't want to obscure it as like a yeah. visual aesthetic choice. So we're 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 in the we're in the Phantom and uh Ezra uh, again keeps explaining his plan to Chopper there because he's like, wait a second, this is Vizago's ship. I still owe yeah. like I still owe him a favor. Hey, we can square this away the whole we can square this away on the way and you know, we're good. You know, we don't have to worry about this. Like we get him off it's our back. So like Ezra and Chop is like like Luke and R2 in uh, Empire Strikes Back, where it's just an opportunity. Like the droid is there as an opportunity for the protagonist to explain what he's doing to to the viewer when he's on his own. I mean, then you need a droid there to talk to because otherwise you can't explain your plan. He tries to call back to uh, to Vizago. He calls him Sakutro Vidago, I noticed, um, and off they fly to find the broken horn, which is the name of the ship. And the organization, and probably also a nickname for Vizago himself. Probably. Uh, <laughs> floating he, in He came up with one good name and then just said, yes, everywhere. It's, it's, he, oh yeah. no. <laughs> wait, wait. This is, this is, this is like making your username like, like an email address for yourself when you're like eight and then like, yes, I will use this everywhere. And you just kind of stick with it and just like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep using See, this. I have seen your email address, and I know that this is autobiographical, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, yeah, yeah. That, that's I'm not going to dox you. No, 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 no. That's just gone, that's, that's gone through, like, five different, like, email clients, and uh, still <laughs> keep the same one. <laughs> oh, you glorious, uh, glorious nerd. We wind up in the moody hallways of the Broken Horn, where almost immediately Ezra is separated from Chop and doesn't notice. Yeah. A well, door and- slams shut, and he just walks on, la 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 la, leaving, leaving Chopper on his own again. Didn't we just have a Halloween episode? I know. I was going to say exactly that. Like, like this, it almost kind of feels like a fake out. Like, you know, are we going to get another are we one have of this? Another is, spider? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is this, is this going to be like like another Inquisitor or something and stuff? Chopper is kind of rolling along, and he stumbles into a bunch of like power generators he, and stuff. He rolls past, and then rolls back and looks over. <laughs> again. Sort of like Zeb discovering the supplies that they needed last time. Oh, there they are. And like the little like heat generator stuff on top, like I recognize, like oh yeah, like that's what Luke had on Dagobah. Like it's the same little oh like, power, like a little heat yeah heat lantern. Yeah. That's neat. Ezra has the good sense to drop his visor at least uh, with his cool painted helmet, but only after he obscured his vision with the helmet until he uh, ran into uh, Zaga's like protector droids and knocked himself on the ground and just. Oh, <laughs> so protector droids—they're called. That's the the giant eggheads that seem incredibly impractical on a small ship like that. Yeah, the, these are the uh, one of the designs for IG eighty eight. Oh, that's right. You told me that. Uh, I'm glad they went with the the sort of spindly look. Like this I, is. I think they even in universe they're they're 
IG-11 models is, I believe, what they referred to. So they're pretty close to Droid 8. (laughs) (laughs) Who I'm still looking forward to to seeing. And, like, knowing how Star Wars goes, probably he's... Droid 8 would be like the most advanced looking cybernetic creation ever. <laughs> no, no. It's so expensive. We can make them cheaper. Because that's the Star Wars ethos. Yeah, that that that, that sounds about right. So Ezra finally makes his way like like up to the cockpit after just walking past like rows of deactivated droids. <laughs> so spoopy. And we have this like weird like point of view shot like between Hondo's legs like looking down from underneath the control panel, <laughs> yeah. And and Ezra's like, wait, like who are you? And it's Hondo. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. I am Hondo Onaka, proud owner of this fine but currently inoperative vessel. It's okay, Hondo. You- <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, the delight on your face, I, I totally get, because in this opening scene, I have so many notes here. Starting off with, like, he's listening to some kick-ass bangra. It sounds great. He jumps up, and he's got this, I mean, flair about him. So the sort of preview image at the beginning gave me way a lot, you know, it's always a bit of a, a teaser and a spoiler. And it's an image of Ezra in the bridge of the Broken Horn with the uh, uh, with his lightsaber ignited and Hondo standing behind him uh, holding a blaster. Now, it sort of looked as if Ezra was sitting in a chair and I couldn't quite figure out why he'd be stroking his lightsaber sitting in a chair. But uh, it, it sort of looked like this he has a sort of professorial air about him. Does does Hall know? He's got a he's got a little Spencer over his he over really his shirt. <laughs> Kick-ass belt buckle though, so some affectations there. Holding a blaster as if he's about to headshot Ezra from behind. While you know, I mean, when a a, a teenager's playing with his lightsaber while I don't know watching. <laughs> Whatever on we can, a, on we a can screen. Move away from that one. <laughs> oh, 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 yes. Okay, fine. So, Hondo, Hondo, Hondo. He is the charismatic pirate. I had him initially written down as like the outrageous Okona in uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Only appears in one episode in the, in the, in the first season, but also such a it, it, it swashbuckler. T- it did take me for a second. It did take me for a second. I was like, wait a second. No, that name. Okay, there's only that. Even in Star Trek, that's a very recognizable name. Right? Yeah. He only appears once. Maybe referenced once in, like, Lower Decks in a throwaway episode. And yet, you kind of do remember him. I mean, there's other ones like that. It's it's the uh, Lord Flashheart in the Blackadder series. Same kind of deal. Someone incredibly, like, appealing and charismatic and basically their own, like, it's it's Lando, right? Was Was Hondo proto-Lando? Wow. Okay. That's a koan. So, so Hondo, um, Hondo's a big presence, kind of like in every season, he he would show up at least once in Clone Wars, uh, in 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 some oh. capacity, and just so just he's a huge like fan favorite, and why one reason that I absolutely loved him was he was oh. a great great foil for Obi Wan. So just, I mean, you can kind of just imagine. Yeah, like, I can see that. Obi Wan yeah. and Hondo playing with against each other, and everyone just like, what, what, what's going on? Like, why, Hondo, come on. <laughs> so tell me about the voice actor because he sounded very familiar. Yes, I was gonna say like, there's no way this this can't be familiar because uh, Hondo is voiced by the amazing Jim Cummings, 
who no way yes uh so so geez <laughs> like uh, uh uh pete in in the in in just the mickey mouse cartoons winnie the pooh tigger wow geez like he like i could go on for an hour just reading off his imdb credits on like stuff you would recognize i love him so, so much, much fun <laughs> oh and he did the, he did a great job i mean once again they, they pick some fun sort of ethnicities for these rakish villain no deuteragonist characters like we even meet as morrigan later on who has a very cantonese affect versus sukatro visago himself who has a, a slavic or russian accent and there's a middle eastern possibly specifically arabic kind of kind of dead it sounded like north african to me please don't kill any more <laughs> tongs. I'm, I'm trying so hard uh, for uh, for Hondo, Hondo Okona. Okay. Uh, yeah. I amended that later on with uh, Long John Silver, which is his role in this story. I mean, he had like like kind of helmet thing and, and like a long like duster in Clone Wars. And they, they still gave him a hat, but now it's kind of like a tri-corner hat. They specifically modeled it <laughs> off of like a pirate's yeah. like tri-corner hat. And there's like, right? let's make that like as like a helmet. And, and it's so neat. And be, because because Hondo's like such like so well beloved. Actually, if you go to um, I think Smuggler's Run is the name of one of the, it was one of the rides at Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. Uh, oh. you, you have like an animatronic Hondo, and Jim Cummings is voicing it, and it's like I, th- like that alone is reason enough for me to want to go there just just for more more Hondo. Just I want more Hondo in my life. <laughs> oh, that is X. Well, you get a lot of Hondo in this episode. He holds a a big big speech when he discovers that he's been discovered. It is just fantastic, claiming that uh, <laughs> claiming that Vizago lost his ship in a bet, and all of his droids too. And Ezra goes, well. That could happen. He's, I love that because it's it's young gullibility, but he's also still a Lothrat. He doesn't completely buy it, but he's fine with it. He doesn't need uh, uh, to completely buy it, like just to know where he stands. Yeah, and and he's still, he still, I mean, Ezra still has like enough sense to, again, lie about his name and calls himself Lando Calrissian. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, Hondo's heard of Lando, so he starts like Lando. So at last I meet the semi-famous Lando Calrissian. But hey, maybe that's like why your legend is so great is because like you're young and you came to my rescue like this. It's like just keep talking, Hondo. I can just I'm just gonna just sit back and just like enjoy enjoy hearing I love you go that on. Later on, he discovers what Ezra's name is. You lied to me. I knew I liked you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and and he has this wonderful line here. <sighs> I once was a captain, you know. Oh, the stories I could tell. So many of them true. (laughs) (laughs) Their banter is interrupted by uh, the appearance of an imperial... Ooh, light cruiser? Yes, yes. Yeah, no, it is a light cruiser. Yeah. Yeah. Three engines at the back. Oh, we haven't even talked about what what Visago looks like. He's sort of this dragon-like, like a bearded dragon kind of looking guy with oh, oh, uh, 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 tusks coming out of his jaw. Uh, oh, sorry. Yes, Hondo. Yeah, uh, so And goggles. He seems to like goggles. Hondo is a weak way as a species. So we, we, we saw a bunch of these in Jabba's palace. They were fodder to be kicked into oh. the... Um, Sarlacc pit for a good bit. Uh, so we. we oh this wow! Is, yeah, this this is this is a species that we've seen before. Um, cool. And there's also uh, a weak way in uh, season two of the Mandalorian. 
uh, in oh yeah in the the crate dragon episode. Oh, yeah, so, gotta have so, to watch that again. So, so like I recognize the species, and and Hondo's little like growth beard like thing is, is is a little longer and a little uh a little he's, he's yeah he, he, he's he's an old man uh uh now he uh so he claims that he uh, that he's getting <laughs> that he's getting on in years so so he claims that he's an old man yeah he's also mentioned that uh the empire's like taking his taking his crew like he, he's taking everything's been taken from him poor poor Hondo. and <laughs> yeah well the Broken Horn is about to be taken from him as well because they come under fire from uh, an Imperial light cruiser that claims that they have uh, broken a blockade. Ezra jumps under the uh, control panel to fix what apparently uh, uh, Hondo couldn't to get the uh, the engines back up and running while Hondo tries to stall them. Not very effectively. Hello? How can we help you? Attention transport, you have breached an Imperial checkpoint. Lightspeed would be nice. And then finally Chopper comes rolling in. Wait, 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 wait. Plugs himself into the control port. He just runs in, just like plugs in, and just like it, like like I can almost just imagine him just like staring down both of them, just like you're idiots, and just like rolling back. <laughs> None of what you're doing is necessary. You just need to turn it on. I'll do it. Uh, and he comes in and he robo the uh, uh, the broken horn, and she goes like that's all she needed. Boom. Ooh. Hondo's just right away. He's like, well, Lando, it looks like we're off on an adventure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now here we have Ezra who's, they're in hyperspace. They're going where? He has no idea. He's just cool with it being taken light years and light years away from where he was supposed to be doing his chores, I guess because he doesn't mind the escape. And Hondo declares them friends, at which point Ezra, a good little Lothrat, takes the opportunity to... Uh, Pickpocket the uh, uh, oh yes the sort of droid control fob that uh, that Hondo has which lets him turn on and turn off all the protector droids the the, the big old eggheads I've got that now and he uh, tucks it into Chop for safekeeping that could probably come in handy uh, yeah. nice move there <laughs> nice move and the broken horns flying down into potentially the same like ice planet or it, I mean it's all white and it's kind of dooney so it almost looks kind of like the maybe it's just regolith maybe that's why like there's a big base there because if you go outside uh, you're just breathing regolith n- nice try nice try but i'm gonna <laughs> yeah so i am pretty convinced okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna write it down in, in one of my envelopes i'm going to i'm going to cast a spell Ooh, what are we going to call this i'm going to make a prediction for a, a future episode that the ghost crew are going to have to wind up delivering these power cells to the planet where they're needed. So that's an ice planet that's needed. So reuse those assets. We need a new planet uh, with a uh, with a docking bay that they've got and like this this outpost on top of a frozen mountain. I'm pretty sure we're going to be going here again. I mean, it's it's one of those things where like you build those amazing assets. Like it's like, well, we yeah. can't just use it just once. Like we got to do something with it. Like, yeah, yeah. And also in the production pipeline, like you can use later assets in earlier episodes. Sometimes yeah, that yeah. works out that, that it's worth doing, gives you some, some, some extra time. Good job on your poker face, by the way. Poker face, poker face. <laughs> so arriving in this on this unnamed planet, like there's a certain irony, I thought, to the fact that the things that are needed on this ice planet are being brought to this ice planet, but it might as well have been brought to the other side of the universe for uh, as much use as the, the people on the ice planet are going to get out of it, because it is actually being delivered to... As Morgan. <laughs> All right. 
Where's Vizargo? That's Morgan. <laughs> oh, so, 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 like, like so, so sleazy a little squat, and it's James Hong, and I love James Hong. And this was a fun little moment for me when I was doing my research on this. So I was like, I was like, oh yeah, you know, like this, this is the Honda episode, like this is this is great. And then I forgot that as Morgan is in this too. I was like, aha, <laughs> I got really excited. So I got to be like surprised and excited, so I'm I get to remember things too. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah. At this point, I kind of wish that like. Ezra and Chopper would just sort of back out and then the rest of the episode would just be these two arguing with each other because they're <laughs> just chewing the scenery. <laughs> Is this a joke? <laughs> I don't deal with washed up old relics. Come now, let's leave your wife out of this. There is no need for such impropriety among thieves. Just arguing over like the fi the finer like details of a deal. It's like, yeah, you know, I would probably yeah. watch that. I, I have to admit, I probably would watch a whole episode right. of that. Oh, I forgot to tell you something that I, that was going through my mind as they were approaching this ice planet. Once I realized it was a, it was an ice planet, I started to wonder whether Hondo was a rebel. Because I don't know Hondo oh, at all. Oh, yeah. And whether maybe this was another rebel cell that had also received Commander Sato's broadcast. And and, uh, and that is interesting because that was one thing that I was kind of curious about was like, well, wait a second. Like, so like for for people who, who watch the Clone Wars, like, you know, we we know Hondo. We uh, we have like opinions on him and judgments on on things that he's done and all that stuff. I mean, I personally just like absolutely love Hondo, and just anytime he's on screen, I'm just I'm happy. It's like cool. Okay, I'm, I get Hondo. This is great for you. Like, so you were thinking that he was a rebel, which is I mean, like just yeah. like, just kind of like walking I mean, through just a little bit of like your like impressions of him, like because. I'm I'm curious, like what it's like for someone that doesn't have any experience, yeah, like for right? this being your first introduction to him. So there are it's mostly from the the idea that there are multiple rebel cells, and they would all be very different, and they wouldn't know about each other. Mm -hmm. Like at this point, you've got Phoenix Squadron that's sort of unifying things, but they're still going to be rebel cells operating solo in their own sort of idiom. Uh, and there's and there's some diversity among rebels as we see later with uh, Saw Gerrera, who I know only from Rogue One, and I think a brief appearance in uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. But so the idea that one of the rebel allies or agents would be a pirate is not at all unthinkable. I mean, it's, it would essentially make him a privateer. That's yeah. what I was thinking—a rebel privateer. Even to the point where, at the at the very end, when uh, Ezra follows the the traitorous hondo down to gorel again and finds him selling the uh, the powers for a split second there i thought he was checking in with hera as a fellow like it, it's immediately dispelled yeah but I, I i sort of held that as a possibility because he never i mean he never does anything that a rebel wouldn't they do some shit man like lando I, ha, ha, Lando ha, is a is a rebel, and I mean, like, like, Han I mean, in his way. The, Hondo in, I mean, Hondo is. Stop! A, hold on. I just said the the words Lando and Han, and then you said Hondo. This is it. This is this is what you get if you take those two characters. Is this what they did? did they I, just, well, we need someone who's like Han and Lando. Oh, I know what we're gonna call him. I that that I I have no comment on that because I don't know where his name came from with that. But, I but don't I mean, either. like, 
I mean, I mean, like that is an interesting idea because I mean, this is very much like a Lando type scheme here of just like trying of just like swindling and double crossing. That's just that's like that very much kind of um, yeah mind, mindset here. But like, I mean, he is a pirate, so it's like, but he's, yeah, he, I, 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 with yeah, a heart of gold. Well, he's still very much motivated by by money there, because that's that's all he's just that's just all he's trying to trying to get to, which leads us back into the scene because yes, yes, and and Ezra told Chopper to you know just keep your comms open uh, so I can give you another very obvious hint. Uh, it's a good yeah. thing no one can see through our very obvious hint. Looks like you got us captured. Uh-oh. It would be nice if we had some backup. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You, you can hear him winking over the radio. I can hear him. His helmet must be rattling with the, the force of his sly wink because As Morrigan is not impressed by the fact that uh, Visago isn't here to uh, to meet him as agreed and instead it's uh, it's Hondo whom he doesn't seem to really dig. Uh, yeah, because I the, don't I don't deal with washed up old relics. Oh, so mean. And the rank clan, is that what he said? Has a bounty on his head. So he'll make some extra profit by killing Hondo. Yeah. Spacing yeah. him. Which with a with a little space trampoline, as we find out. He's got especially for that. I, I love the fact that like as he's like talking and, and just, just kind of monologuing as villains do, he's tapping on buttons and we see we've seen a little bit that it does launch you like it's, it's a little launch ramp. It's, it's not enough to be sucked into the vacuum of space. You also have to be whacked up and go at a funny angle. When he forces Ezra's helmet off... Hey, I know you from somewhere. Calrissian's farm on Lothal. Ezra complains, like, wouldn't it be nice to have some backup? Yeah, and this is where... where Wink! Where the, the <laughs> this is where Hondo realizes, like... Your name's not your name's not Calrissian. You lied to me. I knew I liked you. I love that quote. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> and also, where uh, uh, as Morrigan realizes, I will now be able to deliver all five of my uh, uh, power converters. So just take all those five. Cra- oh, there's One, only four. Two, wow. three. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that Chopper's not helping them learn how to count though, because he rams one car into the others. He's coming in like screaming and laughing maniacally. Oh, he's got his afterburners on. Yeah, he's, just, <laughs> he's howling like a wolf as he as he comes in. Is there anything the Chopper can't do? He's absolutely amazing. Promote this dude. Give him his own ship. He grabs Ezra's lightsaber from from someone. Oh no, no, no. It to Ezra. Throw me my blaster. Yes, is what Ezra yes. says because he being he's being concealing. He calls it a blaster. Like he does this, and like like Ezra does this, like amazing. Like he he like Ezra Ezra Ezra. Jumps so his, his wrist are cuffed behind his yes, uh, behind yes. his back, and so he I mean, jumps up into the air. He does the. Oh yeah, you it's can see which one of us moves. does more podcasting because you started explaining it like in a way that makes sense. I'm still just like acting it out like myself just, as if people wanna... could see me. I'm I'm explaining this to you. You're a... <laughs> you're a you're an excellent podcast mime. It's one of those one of those radio mimes. You don't get those a lot anymore. Yeah, but yeah you, it's you never a, hear from it's them. A move. It's a move that I remembered from either Batman Forever or the other one that was even worse. Where, oh, uh, Robin's falling, and as he's falling, he slides his hands, you know, pulls his legs up and gets his uh, bound hand in front of him as well. 
I believe that was Batman Forever. Excellent. Excellent. Because I watched that one a lot as a kid. Because uh, I love ah. Two-Face. I love Two-Face. And now I was tell- like, my only way, except for the animated series, to get Two-Face content was Tommy Lee Jones. Also Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is, is absolutely great. Yeah, I, I think... I think that film sort of awoken, awakened something in young Kaki that uh, took him a little while to, to process because, wow, those suits. Okay, well, maybe maybe there's something that I'm into that I didn't quite understand at the age of... When did it come out? 95? Oh, I would have been 16. Yeah, that would have been right. Anyway. The um, Kaki awakens. The Kaki awakens. <laughs> this is a really cool fight scene. You've got uh, uh, as Morrigan's sort of bug-eyed. They're soldiers, right? They're not. Uh, they're not droids. Yeah, they're, with, they're uh, soldiers. With bug so helmets. They're firing as Morgan's firing, and Ezra's shooting at, as like tracking to the different targets as they're moving around. Thankfully, running while holding a crate full of money means you're not a very good shot. So as Morgan's just kind of like <laughs> missing clear shots. <laughs> little gun that he holds almost between two fingers like it's a, like it's something dirty it's fantastic it's, it's uh, so tiny and it's it's such like it's a so squeaky tiny. little noise it's the blast noise but it's <laughs> squeaky yeah. <laughs> die you pirate scum hondo is fortunately paying attention because he uh, flips the control panel to execute one of these soldiers in the way that he was going to be executed, who is dragged into the into the void of space and given the little catapult in the bum to uh, to knock him up. Like what for? <laughs> yeah, and just does this little like scream of terror as he's being like flipped over. Also, I think I figured out why as Morgan's going to do this. He probably had like another servant ready to, to bring him food so he could have dinner and a show. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can imagine him sort of sitting back and uh, uh, and enjoying it, just as I sat back and enjoyed what happens next. I mean, okay, so there's a really cool move where Ezra uh, jumps up because not only when he does the Dick Grayson move does he get his hands in front of him, he also catches a blaster bolt on his cuffs to free his hands, which is yeah, super kick-ass. And and and, and, and he frees Hondo as well, so so Hondo can commit some murder, you know, right and. All of this is is really cool, and it pales in comparison to what happens next, because Chopper grabs two guns and chooses a life of violence that I never knew he had in him. He lifts his legs and extends his his central wheel, and like a screaming Valkyrie, <laughs> like he's he's just he's just blasting forward, just like firing wildly, and and I uh, am the distributor of death. And as Morgan, some death for just, you, some death for you. That is enough to to make as Morgan flee back to a ship. And we did miss out on one thing that I do really appreciate here is the fact that as Morgan did push a crate like towards Ezra, like a crate was barreling towards Ezra. Hondo like like shoves Ezra out of the way, and oh, then yeah. gets knocked onto a, a little one of the little panel things as well, which leads us right into the moment of crisis in the scene where. Hondo is barreling towards like the end of the ah of, yes of the of the hangar the sort uh, of runway toward the the vacuum where, where, where he where, gets the same little bump as well yeah 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 and 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 he's screaming like I'm rich I'm rich I'm dead <laughs> but I mean obviously he doesn't because otherwise I would be much much sadder but he gets caught in midair by Ezra who has no alternative. 
there's nothing else for it except to use the force to save Hondo, whom he considers saving. While Chop con- succumbs to the ultimate ro- droid rage and just wheels around like, how do you want to die? How do you want to die? <laughs> so so Hondo's get- getting up as, as Morgan's ship uh, flies away. And yeah, we have to have the conversation. Like, like Hondo's just, you know... But I know one thing you are. You are a Jedi. (laughs) One of my best friends was a Jedi. I'm pretty sure we were friends. (laughs) Which, which, like, I mean, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably has some extra layers for you. Yeah, I mean, because for me, I'm remembering episodes with Obi Wan and and, and Hondo interacting in, in ways. And, like the way that that they always played off, like I don't know, think I mean I don't think Obi Wan really considered them friends, but I think uh, like it is not a stretch in the slightest to say that like Hondo thought that the two of them were friends, and yeah. you know his life was a lot more interesting, uh, even if he was even if he was sometimes being chased by Jedi when they were around. So he misses them. Like yeah. he does. He he's he's a pirate, but he's not. I mean, Just because yeah. you are a bad guy does not mean you are a bad guy. <laughs> yes, uh, it's 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 tricky, of course, because this not to not to bring this comedy podcast down, but this is also like abuser behavior, right? It, it's being enlarged, and in 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 fiction we can enjoy it, but that is that is often how abusers maintain sort of emotional control by gaslighting people into the, the thing that I'm actually showing affection. So like. Keeping that in mind, we can still enjoy the the sort of innocence of this archetype because he is Long John Silver. And Long John Silver is a well-deconstructed, sympathetic antagonist Mm -hmm. because he helps, uh, uh, well, Jim Hawkins, in this case, Ezra, understand himself. Like, he is his own person. Uh, I I mean, I mean, like, like, like. You did kind of put a little bit of a damper on one of my favorite characters with the gaslighting comment, but like you know, but but I mean, no, but, but this is true for like yeah, Lando has this <laughs> to a certain yeah. degree as well, right? Yeah. And we, you have to like acknowledge and still enjoy that about these characters because they aren't abusive. Yeah, I that's mean, that's like, like I mean, there's, there's just, a difference it, between it, using and abusing someone's trust. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're swindlers. Like that's what they yeah. that's how they get by. And, and I mean, but. As I grew up on the street, he, he, exactly, can see through, exactly. he can see through a good bit of this, but he also can just kind of see, like, I mean, I don't know, like, he's not a, he's not like a bad guy. So Ezra's, Ezra's like, I mean, I don't think, Ezra, I don't think Ezra really like, trusts him, but. No, still, exactly. Like he, but he you, does you trust can be him friends with, with someone that you don't. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, I which, thought that was a stupid move. You have no reason. <laughs> you could just lie. You could just say Jabba again. Well, okay, maybe it maybe Callus, don't. and he's in intelligence supposedly. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can I <laughs> I would like to just picture Hondo and Callus like meeting and just it's like I'm Agent Callus and be like he lied to me again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this kid. Uh, I mean, in fact, he likes him so much that even he, before he knew it was Ezra Bridger, he already offered uh, uh, Lando a spot on his crew. Uh, yeah. And now all the more so. He tells the droid, nobody thanks Chop again. This is really getting on my tits, Greg. Like, <laughs> is it? I, 
I mean, I, 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 it may just be a little bit of fear at this point of just like, we don't acknowledge what Chopper just did. We don't acknowledge like the murder that, he, that Chopper th- just committed. <laughs> I mean, oh, well, okay, he, fair. Nobody thanks Chopper Sabine will, for her multiple murders either. Chopper, so, yeah, Chopper may possible. turn against us if we draw too much attention to we know what he can do. <laughs> <laughs> just forget. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh, oh. no. Oh, no. Huge, I made myself sad. Just I, pictured, I, I, pictured like, I pictured like Chopper at the end of like T2, like lowering down with like one of his little arms like raised up in a high and a thumbs up. Oh god, more excellent which, podcast which, mime that we can all endure. But at least which, you described it this time. You've got like which, which which I will say the end of T two like lowering down into like the big bat of like molten iron in the smeltery. Uh, yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah. A, with a thumbs with a thumbs up. With the last thing and going oh. down. I have said for quite a while now uh, that is how I want to be buried. Is just. <laughs> just my thumb, but just being lowered down, my thumb being the last thing to go into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> we, wow. we will see how this works <laughs> you are you are so cool i mean i may not rsvp for your funeral because i don't know if i could really deal with with that <laughs> but i tell you what i will see it done um god that's okay so while we're being stalked by the grim specter of death which never seems to leave this fucking podcast uh I keep calling. I keep wanting to call him Visago. Hondo, Hondo, Hondo. I've just got to get used to it. Makes Ezra another offer to come on board, and Ezra sort of yeah, will split the profits fifty forty. Uh, and well, Ezra's, how about none for me? And you give these power converters or whatever it is that he got at Toshi Station uh, to to my friends, which Hondo thinks is a great deal. Droid, droid. Go to the galley and bring me the most expensive drink you can. And something for my friend. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> scoop, some, scoop some dish water into your cupped hands and enjoy. <laughs> I, I think a cup is uh, what's making this noise that just keeps kind of permeating through the ship, which for a yes. second, I had to pull my headphones off for a second. I was like, wait. Is my droid making that noise? What's going on? Like, what is he doing something? Is he being naughty? Do I have to deal with him right now? It's <laughs> like, no, no, it's just Bizago. Do you really call your cat your droid? Did I call him my droid? <laughs> oh, Greg! You're in even too re- deep. I didn't realize what I did. Because we're Whoa. in too deep and I'm trying to keep on the I mean, anyway. he has been our third co-host on the show. Like we've we've, he we've is, heard him meowing a few times. He's a loud little meower. He has definitely been heard on this episode because I can hear him through my headphones. So the mics probably picked him up. So <laughs> there's a there's a conversation while they're hearing this uh, this knocking, which is between Chopper and Ezra, where Ezra is finally separated from Hondo's incredible charisma and is kind of left spitting and goes like, yeah. Uh, t- Did I just join his crew? <laughs> no, no, I don't want to leave the ghost. I, I mean, not really. <sighs> he can't even quite admit like his frustrations to Chopper here because it's just like, he's not happy there right now, but he's not like yeah. unhappy either. It's just like, man, I just, I just don't like this part. Like, I mean, chores yeah. do suck. That's, yeah, that's, that's, and that's- the burden of someone with potential and just the incredible pressure that's laid on them to uh, uh, to perform, and this goes 
for everything, you know, someone who's very physically capable, someone who's very astute at certain skills or, or trades or whatever. Certainly when you're exactly this age, what is he, 16 now? I think um, he's still 15, yeah, yeah. But that conversation is interrupted by this cool sort of metallic clanging noise. And he goes, hey, what is that? And he goes to investigate a strange noise. And then it gets spoopy again. And I thought, oh, oh, fake out. It is going to be an Inquisitor. Vizago, you? What are you doing here? I... It's, it's just Vizago who I noticed this time. And I don't know if this is just like an angling thing or what. But uh, he has like tally marks on his on his horns. Like he has like little markings. Does uh, he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. It, it, which is, I mean, I don't know if I just didn't recognize this before, but like, there's a few, there's a few like very faint uh, uh, tie marks you can see on his unbroken interesting. horn. Interesting. I, I, I like how how this is framed when when Ezra's walk in because like Ezra's like see, like we're we're kind of like behind Visago's like left ear so we're seeing like his eardrums and or uh, we're, we're seeing earrings. like his, his his eardrums wow yeah we're, well, we're no. seeing we're, we're seeing his earrings probably has those two like a hole through one of his ears and then as was like through the bars and it's like this is just a cool shot and and then it we, really is and and visage has got like the nice like prison bars like over his face look which is like yeah you nobody knows <laughs> the trouble i've seen they were oh, having do you know fun what pirates had lighting. earrings do you know why pirates wore earrings? I do not know why pirates have earrings. Oh, I don't know if it's for pirates specifically, but I know that uh, Dutch sailors used to have uh, a golden earring. Like, there's also a band called the Golden Earring named mm -hmm. for that. It's a very expensive piece of jewelry to have, and they'd usually only have one. Um, but that is for if you ever go overboard and your body washes ashore somewhere where nobody knows you, they can use that earring to pay for a proper Christian funeral. Okay. So and I still was... have some profit left over. So it was for whoever finds your body. That's yours put me in the ground and say some words over it. Yeah, okay, because so, I was kind of thinking like, well, is it like for a, like a rescue thing? Like, like to, to pay for like a rescue if like need be? I, I went, Right, yeah, I, that's I, really I, optimistic. Yeah, I should always remember the Grimstock. Because by the time death. that a pirate gets captured, like you're not going to be able to negotiate with anything that you've got. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 they Navy's oh, you were thinking like, like pirates. You were thinking like uh, 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 Ramirez from Highlander 2 when he pulls off his pearl, pearl earring to get, I would like a suit of clothes. No, because I haven't seen... I oh, you saw, haven't seen I saw... Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez, the extremely convincing Spanish noble of Egyptian heritage. I saw about three three fourths of the first Highlander and then started just giggling too, part, too hard at a bad joke I made that I had to leave the room. <laughs> So, okay, so literally none of this comedy gold that I've been dumping on you, this fantastic Sean Connery impersonation no, 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 that I've been doing, no, no, no. that I've been sitting on for years, is just not landing because you you just... No, no, no. I can agree with you on, on Sean Connery's just like awful, <sighs> awful accent there. <laughs> I saw that part. I, no, it's great. It's it's a great accent. It's just not for an Egyptian-born Spanish note. Okay, whatever. <laughs> okay, back to <sighs> prison. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Cheer ourselves up, because uh, uh, yeah. Oh, Visago, and okay. Ezra doesn't bring up the fact that he owes Visago a favor, which I thought was interesting because he's like, why does he free Visago? You owe me. Remember, I gave you information, and it saved your Jedi friend. I am calling in that favor now. He doesn't mention it at first because, like, he's still kind of torn between, like, well, but I like Hondo, and then Chopper has to, yeah, Chopper has to speak up. 
it is a weird moment for Ezra of just kind of like, you know, he's torn between two very, not very nice people here. Like he is, he's torn between like think... Long John Silver and Captain Blackbeard, I guess, in this. Like, I don't know. Whoa. I don't, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm yeah, trying to like. Okay, what no, the... yeah, 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 yeah. Barba Negra in Spanish, I think, which is such a cool name. Oh, that that's that is fun to say, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's uh, and I fun. think this is also when the shine comes off the apple, as far as piracy goes, for, for Ezra because he he helps Vizago onto the bridge. Vizago does another smooth bit of pickpocketing, and now he gets to have the droid control wand, which he uses to reactivate them. And now we get the close quarters battle with with, with Hondo saying. How could you let this dangerous criminal out of the brig? Save it, partner. (laughs) (laughs) Physician, heal thyself. (laughs) Okay, lightsabers are not good close quarters weapons. Wait, they're a sword, though. They're only good at close quarters. What are you saying? Like, they're they're, only... No, 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 close range. (laughs) Close range weapons, that's what they're that's what they're for. Close quarters, whenever you swing your sword and you're going to hit, oh, I don't know, the hyperdrive motivator or the, the anti-gravity control, like there is so much here to damage. You're in the bridge. Everything here is irreplaceable without, you know, 20 seconds uh, uh, sitting under uh, rewiring some console. I mean, Ezra's not exactly the smartest person uh, sometimes. <laughs> Ezra makes choices. Oh, yes. He did. <laughs> I mean, he has the one thing. But also, does Visago know about them being Jedi? Yeah, yeah. That's why Ezra owes him a favor. Oh, that's right. Ezra, yes. okay. Ezra yep. held a crate over his head and then dropped that's it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. So, so yeah. So, so Visago presses the button to, uh, to, to, to reactivate his droids. Hondo, attack. Me- Hondo immediately shoots one and it just slumps down on top of Vizago on the control panel. <laughs> and so Vizago's yeah. just like pinned there under this hulking droid as the wall of, of droids from outside the cockpit just start Beggy, marching Beggy, in. Death, death. Yeah. Unfortunately, they don't have Chopper there dual wielding uh, uh, like a screaming harpy to protect them. Guys, no fighting in the control room. God. Jumping around like a loth cat, though, he looks great, does Ezra. This is a nice little bit of just like Ezra getting the chance to be like, I, I mean, just- uh, a Space Aladdin, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's well, back, baby. Just getting to, to like really use his lightsaber and not have to like, for, for anything other than just deflecting, because he can actually like, oh wow, I can actually, like I can like just slice this droid up, cool. Like I don't have to- Huh, have I can to, actually land a blow? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> killing feels good. Sabine, yeah. I get it now. <laughs> yeah, so, Sabine, and d- 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 does d- does let like a nice like tuck and roll and picks up his his lightsaber again to to. Oh, to, so neat! This is a really fun sequence, which ends up with yeah, well, Hondo's getting away. Yeah, he's uh, making use of the uh, uh, the distraction to board the Phantom. Hey, for a second I was worried because you see the sort of docking. Uh, Pucker, like the sort of ring-shaped the, the, the where the ring, weights. Yeah. 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 I know it sounds even dirtier when you say it. Docking ring? That's... Oh, see? You put a little English on it. Where he's he's putting Chop on the other side of the door from himself. And for a second, I thought, is he going to space Chop? Like, that's, <laughs> that's a hell of a heel turn. Uh, well, I briefly forgot that Chop... Yeah. Was a droid and, and has flown in space before. Yeah, Chop would be fine there. 
afterburners. Let, hey, let me say something about what I like that I really love about Chopper that he has all these abilities that he only uses once. <laughs> no, that's great. Like I hope he never uses his afterburner again. Well, no, I say that, but there's going to be a glorious moment where I'm going to be really glad that he's that he's got it. I'm going to <laughs> squeal and forget all about this. But I'm really glad that it's that those amazing abilities of his, like his central wheel. We're in season two, and he has a central wheel that he can speed around on. Has just never come up before, and now it has. Maybe he he knows he has terrible cramps afterwards or aches and, and whatever. But fortunately, he doesn't uh, space him. But uh, Hondo says, "I don't work with droids." Steals the Phantom with all the energy converters on board. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that Vizago says, Yes, but I lost all my credits and my generators. Uh, technically, they were my generators. And, and, and he understands, he gives like, him, And he gives code. him such, such a dirty look right there uh, before just putting Chopper and Ezra into an escape pod and just pushing a button to blast <laughs> them off into space and just, I hate the children. Why did they let this happen? Here's my question is what I was thinking is like, wait, so like he, okay, sending him off on a skate pod, those have to be expensive. Like you have to like reload, like you have to get another one and reload or whatever. Like, oh those yeah, good point. Those have to be expensive. To, like that, he, he must really feel indebted to Ezra to not just like space him there and just burn at that money. Like that is. Also, how would you space a Jedi who doesn't want to be spaced? True. Right. This is what I mean. Why does Ezra put up with being put in this can? Like, it it uh, the, uh, it, 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 the, the same way that we lured ET and it's the storage shed is just just put down Reese's pieces and just uh, <laughs> yeah. save that candy from going under. Uh, thump goes the escape pod, which lands. Oh, fortunately, we're back on Garel. I'm glad that that was sort of worked out and that everybody knew where they were going because, uh, I mean, those... Well, hey, Chopper even knows where they're going. What do you mean you know where Hondo will be? We can hear Hondo just telling his version of uh, what we've just seen from the ramp as as yeah. he's kind of like walking up in and just kind of standing there. And these were the last seconds where I thought that maybe he was a rebel because what what Hondo was talking about is he's talking about Ezra. Ezra was amazing, mm -hmm. uh, and he's telling Hera and uh, and Kanan as if he's being debriefed. Oh, what a glorious few seconds those were when I thought oh, a new ally. Oh no, wait. Oh no, hold on. He is just selling this this junk. These desperately needed fuel cells. I mean, I just I just love like like that. That's like where you went because like I'm sitting here just like oh I know what's going on and you're and like you have a moment of like yeah innocence that like I I I I never what? did with this. <laughs> it's, now now with this because I've already lost money to Honda schemes before. I've already already bet. I, <laughs> he's already swindled me before. <laughs> Well, that's another version of the story, I suppose. Says <laughs> that's very magnanimous of Hondo when uh, when Ezra tells how it actually happened. Uh, I guess that's another version of the story. Yeah, it's like it's like you stole the generators and the and my ship. What an accusation you wound me! It's like I love you, Hondo. You're don't, never change. <laughs> uh, I don't think he ever will. Good. Um, Good. So. <laughs> And Hondo slinks away off to his next great adventure. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And gifting the generators to them. How very generous uh, that he's gifted. <laughs> it's, I the mean, generators are my gift yeah. to you. Just that you, you isn't. I mean, isn't it? They're suckers, man. He could have swindled them for more. Yeah, he just... it's it's it is it is entirely possible. And like I, they are so soft. But Ezra's back. Ezra wouldn't wouldn't back down from it. So yeah. I like the closing moments with, with Hondo and Ezra here. Of, of Just so you know, at one time, I might have joined your crew. <laughs> Ezra, you really are a Jedi. And it's like, I, I mean, as much experience as Hondo had with the Jedi, like, I almost kind of feel like he he probably like saw like that spark in him pretty quickly. Like, I, I, I don't... I yeah. Mean, like, blustery people can be very observant. That's not universal, but certainly these Long John Silver kind of characters, mm-hmm. they are, you know, it's just to a great degree a facade, but that facade is how they process uh, their own observations and, and, and emotions and like how they, like there are formulas for, for these characters for how they express affection, uh, usually with lots and lots of attention. And that attention is different from the attention that they pay to people for whom they don't feel that uh, that affection. And certainly these moments of, like, honesty, this is like Long John Silver uh, uh, getting on the longboat and Jim Hawkins holding the whistle and deciding to let him go because Silver, Silver gonna Silver and Hondo gonna Hondo. Hondo gonna Hondo, oh Jesus. <laughs> okay, but, but that's not even the end of it because now we get like, I really liked this ending because Hera and Kanan join Ezra and there's no sort of 80s, but now you've got to do your chores and oh, we're back to this. I chose this. Oh no. no. Yeah, well, uh, Hera's even saying, contact Commander Sato, tell him Ezra Bridger found his, found found his generators. generators. I mean, so, yeah. so like, I, I like that, that, you know, She's giving him the credit for for it, which is probably giving him a little bit more credit around Commander Sato because I'm pretty this sure. Is, <laughs> this is, I, I disagree. This is Hera's style. She cares about uh, uh, about results. Mm-hmm. That is ultimately what, what matters to her and, and performance. And in this case, that is indeed what happened. Whatever decisions he made, they can deal with that. But the result is he got them, those generators, and that's what they, uh, what's the, what they needed. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that that earns Hera's respect, right? Results, actions, and for Kanan, Kanan also supports Ezra because he asks him like, "What was that about?" And Ezra says, "Well, I was just working some things out." Uh, he was sort of revisiting his past uh, and realizing that he's on a different path now. That's something that Kanan can get, yeah. right? That kind of introspection and self knowledge, and like, yeah, actually. Going on a ridiculous adventure like this and taking these risks and coming out of that with self-knowledge for a Jedi, that is a result. That is also worthy of respect. So I I really liked this this ending because it, it's a stupid hijinks, <laughs> like series of, of mistakes that he makes. But the results were really, really worth it, both for Hera in the context of the rebellion and for, for Kanan as a, as a teacher. This is the moment of Christ. Like, okay, like he's being pulled in these two different directions by by Rex and by by Kanan, and and he's being and Hera in he, another direction. Yeah, yeah, and and he's just being like overscheduled because like they just haven't coordinated their schedules at all. And I just want to just scream at them because this is like this is the death of any good adventuring group. If just 
hey, hey, yep. fix your scheduling. You know, just just fix your scheduling, figure this stuff out, and we can actually like have adventures together. Otherwise, like it's not fun. I'm not speaking from experience or anything. Um. <laughs> for for clarification, like when he says adventuring, he means playing D and D with friends. Yes, yes. The biggest like enemy to a D and D party is just scheduling. It's just the mighty yeah. like scheduling monster. <laughs> That's why we have calendars. That's why we have yeah. Not like we'll see in two weeks. And then, oh, but it, that's that's oh, we have calendars. We could. It, it's so easy to, to plan this. I have been trying to my DM to set up a calendar for like two months now, and just do it. And I'm at just, the point where I'm just gonna make it. I'm just gonna make it myself. Does that I'm make just, it feel like work? I mean, it just it works. I don't understand. I don't understand. Okay, okay, whatever. I'm gonna leave. It, I'm gonna let it go. Let it go. Um, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something that you're gonna let go, Greg. Okay, we have to finish podcast. <laughs> Kanan puts his arm over over Ezra's shoulder, and I mean, it's sort of like Captain. What is it, Captain Smollett? Well yeah. done, Jim. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, so did uh, I get that name right? Yes, you did. Yes, did you get that right? Yeah. Uh, because I was good. Because because uh, I was going to say Kermit. Because that's how I remember. Yes, yes, Treasure gonna, Island. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, right. like, well done, like, Jim. Look, I know other versions of the uh, of them are out there, and I, like I've read the book and everything. But it's like. The only Long John Silver to me is Tim Curry. The only like like Captain yeah. Smollett is is Kermit the Frog and uh, uh, Mr. Bimbo lives on my finger. <laughs> oh. oh, and and uh, Mr. Arrow as the American Eagle. I, I love Sam the Eagle. Yeah, no, Sam. Uh, that, that also, uh, okay, I know we're we're gonna we're, we're not gonna turn into Muppet podcast here, but it does have one of my favorite <laughs> moments. It does have one of my favorite moments there. Just uh of dead bob wave <laughs> just waving a skeleton <laughs> arm <laughs> yeah. oh yeah well done jim says kermit and they walk it oh no hold on hold on yeah we're gonna muppet dreamcast not this time but we're gonna muppet dreamcast the, oh, the, the, the this crew is, of okay, wait, this it, is it, homework this is homework this is okay so this, this is homework for both of us we're both gonna come with our own <laughs> yes we are yes we are for next time, we're going to Dreamcast as Muppets. Cool. Cool. I'm so excited for this now. <laughs> okay, no, no spoilers, no guessing. Everybody do your own. This was a great episode. This was so, so much fun. This was so, this was so fantastic. I am, I am again I like it. like i'm so glad you like i'm so glad you liked hondo like i would have been so disappointed if you did not like hondo it would have I, been I, over we we would have been very different people then. i know i like i don't i don't think we would have done this podcast in the first place if i thought you if like you were not the type of person that would have liked hondo a person who doesn't like hondo has a dark passenger that that you maybe need to stay away from do you know what i mean we have a we, you mean the third member of our of our, of our podcast the grim specter of death <laughs> I thought you were going to say Zach. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, Kaki. So it's time for your tie-in here. Unconventional move. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Chomper. Chomp. Like I am now. Like, what is up with this droid? There is so much inside him. He is a transformer. Who? This droid is so over-engineered. What is his backstory? It, why is he among these losers? Why does he tolerate <laughs> this thankless existence when he? So, so he's. 
like is he some kind of embedded super spy this is this is a fun one because uh the moment that i was doing my research i realized exactly what my tie-in was going to be because the second that i saw the picture of of chopper like blasting through with like on both guns like i knew what my what my wardrobe department was going to be because i want to be that chopper that specifically version of chopper of the chopper like like dual wielding a rifle and a pistol like Oh, you on can a, totally on a, do a this. Little, like the, the little, like the, the little, like the mono wheel uh, yes, uh, electric yes. scooters. Yes, yes. I'll just, <laughs> whatever they're, they're called, sort of the moon wheel. Oh, uh, Greg, that's going to be glorious. You're going to be, you're going to be an agent of the Grim Spectre of. Oh, well, maybe that is what Chop is. I I have someone in my neighborhood who just like has like a speaker that he like has around his neck while he's riding his unicycle like to the neighborhood blaring like heavy metal music and i just want to be this guy's friend <laughs> that is i mean either of those would be would be like a, a person's whole thing but to have both <laughs> have both and i see him like that's a lot I see him that's all a the lot time, of just, thing just, for a person to have <laughs> yeah, i see I mean, him all the time just, just unicycling along and i just like hear like faint like metal like in the background it's like who are you 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 seem fantastic like this is yeah greg that seems like a subplot to steer away from greg i wouldn't i think you have enough going on or or he has a side quest for me oh god no (laughs) i really enjoyed this episode and i'm so excited to to continue uh Thank you, everyone, for for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it uh, uh, as well. Please, like, drop in on on. Greg is our social media manager. He's managing Rebel AirPod on Twitter and Instagram, which I am not allowed to look at. So very occasionally, he will send me screenshots because you know it's a minefield out there. It's full like of spoilers, the, but like like I mean Ezra as a mollusk. For for instance, that's that's sort. I mean, that's the thing that that happens on on Instagram because. Some people have chosen to send these fantastic like memes and images to uh, to Greg, and sometimes he's even generous enough to to share them with me. So please overload him with those. That's Rebel AirPod on Twitter and Instagram. Tune in to our next episode, Wings of the Old Master. When Hera goes on a dangerous mission to acquire a new ship that can break through Imperial blockades. Ooh, like a blockade yes. runner. Yes. Like a blockade. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Wow. Yes. Wow. What a useful thing to what a useful thing to have. We can put those next to the other blockade runners. That seems to be the only thing that that uh, Sato has in his Okay, no, we'll just put this one with the rest. No, cool. That's that's, that's great, Hera. Good job. Looking forward to that. <laughs> that's air with an H. <laughs> Well, oh yes, because I did the I did the thing earlier. Okay, no, I'll, I'll, I'll turn to around now. Yes, uh, you people are great. That's Rebel Airport and Rebel Air. Okay, this is just Hondo's up in my grill, man. You can find us at rebelair.com or Rebel Air Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's Air with an H. I'm Kaki. I'm Greg. All the stories I could tell. Some of them true. <laughs> <laughs>